1: the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team welcome to the
2: pod post postgame show on the pod radio network coming up we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights plus we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from bob melvin and we'll give you an update on scores from around major league baseball the pod post postgame show starts now on the pod radio network
0: Welcome into our Padres post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Padres fall in 12 innings in Philadelphia. The final, the Phillies 7 and the Padres 6 as the Phillies win 3 of 4. From San Diego, the Padres winning on Friday night in the series opener, getting swept in a doubleheader yesterday and losing a game here today in excruciating fashion in 12 innings, the final, the Phillies 7 and the Padres 6. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Sunday. It has been a very long weekend of baseball here inside our studios. The game Friday night. I was here for 15 hours yesterday with the doubleheader, and we had a three. Three-hour, nearly three-hour rain delay before first pitch. And then what do you know what a game that went? Three hours and 30 minutes, 12 innings total. And the Padres, although they showed fight, coming back down 5-3 in the eighth inning, tying the game at five on Fernando Tatis juniors pinch hit 2 two-run single in the eighth inning. The fight. Like Tony Gwynn Jr. alluded to in the wrap-up there, not enough as the Padres fall 7-6. to A lot to do on our post-game show. We'll go back to Philadelphia, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin may have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse as well. We will break down each and every aspect of this game, and there is a lot to break down. And we'll have the radio highlights for you on the other side of our next break. But here's what it boils down to in this game. Yes, the Padres fought. And for a while, when it was 5-3, to three, you were thinking, I don't know if the Padres are coming back in this game. Even after, after they had a 3 nothing lead early in this game, Seth Lugo good early on, but then ran into trouble in the 5th inning, more in the 6th inning, more on Seth Lugo, what happened earlier in the game coming up later. But let's focus on after the game is tied at 5. Here was the problem, and so often we have talked about the Padres' A- needing to execute better, really, day in, day out, but especially in these extra inning games where the Padres just unimaginably are 0-9 in extra inning games. When it was 0-6, you were scratching your head saying, how does that happen? 0-7, 0-8, 0-9 in extra inning games. It's hard to fathom. But why? Well, for the most part, it's been a lack of execution in those extra inning games, After the single that tied the game in the 8th inning by Fernando Tatis Jr., it was 5-5. The San Diego Padres did not have another base hit in this game. No hits in the ninth inning, no hits in the 10th inning, no hits in the 11th inning, no hits in the 12th inning. The only run they scored came on the sack fly by Juan Soto in the top of the 10th inning. Josh Hader comes on for the bottom half of the 10th inning, gets the first two outs, but then the game-tying RBI single by Bryce Harper. Ten plate appearances in extra innings, no hits. Eight of those with a runner in scoring position. The last nine plate appearances the Padres had with a runner in scoring position, including in the eighth inning with Gary Sanchez at the plate, the game tied at five, The Padres, their last nine plate appearances with runners in scoring position, did not have a base hit. The Padres in this game combined went 2-for-16 with runners in scoring position. A number of those opportunities came in extra innings. And again, when you talk about why is this team 0-9 in extras, it comes down to execution. You look at the difference in this game, well... The Phillies got the base hit from Harper to tie the game at six. They didn't have a base hit in the 12th inning, but you know what? You let the game get later and later and later, and eventually a lineup like the Phillies, they're going to find a way if you don't score in your halves of the innings to score a run and scratch across a run in the bottom half of theirs, and that's exactly what they did on the Schwarber sack fly to end the game. So we'll talk about everything, what happened early. Yes, the Padres fought back in this game. The single by Fernando was huge. But like we've talked about so often, it's about execution. It's about doing it throughout the game and runners in scoring position. An issue that really for a couple of weeks we hadn't talked a whole lot about, but the issues popped up in a major, major way in this ball game here today. And the Padres fall at seven to six in Philadelphia. And again, the fight is great. But like Tony and Jesse alluded to in the wrap up. Here on July sixteenth, with where the Padres are, the Padres collecting their fiftieth loss of the season. They're now back to six games below five hundred at forty-four and fifty. Fight is not good enough. Not going to get it done. And the Padres' bottom line against the team that they are chasing in the standings, in the wild card race. They won Friday. You felt good, but a, a bad day yesterday. And in a season that's been full of really, really tough losses. Another really, really tough loss here today. Day off tomorrow. Road trip continues in Toronto on Tuesday. We'll step aside, come back with the radio highlights. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit as well. Much more to get to as the Phillies win three out of four from the Padres. We're continuing on. A long day here on the Padres radio network. Post-game coverage continues after this. Post game show continues here on the Padres radio network. Final score in 12 innings in Philadelphia, the Phillies seven and the Padres six. Sam love it with you inside our San Diego studios here in America's finest city. A beautiful day here in San Diego. A lot of rain early on today in Philadelphia. We had nearly a three. Hour rain delay. Before first pitch today, we've been, to our credit, going strong here on Padres Radio since 9 35 A.M. took you through the rain delay. And then we had, well, an entertaining game, no doubt about it. Twelve innings, Padres fighting back to tie the game in the eighth inning when trailing five to three. But Execution not there late in the game in extra innings and the Phillies finally win it seven to six on a Kyle Schwarber sack fly in the bottom half of the 12th inning. Lots to do in our post game coverage. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little while. So stay tuned for that. You look at this series overall. Padres obviously winning on Friday eight to three, but they scored first in each and every game of this series. And the other part that hurts. Both in game one of the doubleheader yesterday and game, or I should say the final game of this series here today, they had a three-run lead in both those games and could not find a way to hold on, but certainly the issues from yesterday, the issues today, I thought too. Very different things, and we will continue to dig into it, break it all down here on our post-game show. We will squeeze in some phone calls a little bit later in the show as well. Phone number E 288 as always, here on the Padres Radio Network. Let's recap this one in its entirety with our game highlights.
2: Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center.
0: Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. A two-hour, 56-minute rain delay before first pitch. Once we were ready to go, Hassan Kim led off against Zach Wheeler. About a minute and 10 seconds after first pitch, Kim did this. Here's the 2-2 two two to Kim, and that's it in the air deep down the left field
3: line. Schwarber back towards the corner. He looks up. It's going to go. A leadoff home run for Hassan Kim. And the Padres jump in front, one to nothing. That's the pod's fourth leadoff home run this year and the second
0: for Kim. Seth Lugo was in a groove early, a 1-2-3 first inning. He worked around a two-out triple in the second, a 1-2-3 third. In the top of the fourth inning, Xander Bogart stepped in against Wheeler. Here's the 0-1.
3: Bogart sends it in the air to deep left field. Schwarber back again, at the wall again, looking up again, going to go again. Padres with another home run. They have played long ball here this weekend in Philadelphia. Xander Bogart's 11th of the season, doubles the lead. It's 2-0 here in the fourth. Bogey goes big fly.
0: Padres then added on in the fifth inning. Matt Carpenter led off the double. He went to third base on a ground out. Trent Grisham was next. 2-2
3: 2-2 to Grisham, and Trent Swings hits it in the air to left field, deep enough to get the run home, maybe more. Schwarber turns around, bangs off the wall. Another extra base hit. Carpenter going to score. Grisham in his second with his second double of the day. And the Padres lead it 3 nothing.
0: Grisham was on second base with one out, but for the second time in the game, Hassan Kim and Juan Soto could not get him in. Padres led 3-0 going to the bottom half of the fifth inning. Bryson Stott led off against Lugo.
3: Hit in the air to deep right. Dixon is back. He looks up. Going to go. Home run to right field straight away for Bryson Stott, his eighth of the year. And the Phillies are on the board. It's 3-1 to one here in the fifth.
0: Padres still led at 3-1 going to the bottom half of the sixth inning. Seth Lugo came back out on the mound. With one out, it was Kyle Schwarber.
3: 2-2 two and two to Schwarber. And he hits it high and deep to right field. That one's going to go. Line drive deep into the lower level down the right field side. Schwarber is homered in a third straight game, and it's now 3-2 to two Padres here in the sixth.
0: Phillies weren't done. Trey Turner then reached on an infield single. Bryce Harper doubled, sending Turner to third base. JT Real Muto was next. One and two to Real Muto.
3: The pitch from Lugo hit on the ground, and fair down the left field line. Manny Dove couldn't quite get there. Both runs are going to come in and score a two-run double for JT Real Muto and the Phillies lead for the first time today it's 4 to 3
0: that was it for Seth Lugo. Tom Cosgrove replaced him. He allowed a single to start. He walked Brandon Marsh to load the bases. He then walked Drew Ellis to bring in a run. It was 5-3 to three Philadelphia. Cosgrove would strike out the next two to get out of the inning and keep it just the two-run game. Meanwhile, Zach Wheeler tossed the score of the seventh inning. He really settled down. Seven innings and just three earned runs given up. Five hits, he struck out seven. Tom Cosgrove then did the same in the bottom half of the seventh inning. So we went to the eighth inning. Padres still trailing 5-3. Left-hander Gregory Soto entered out of the Phillies' bullpen. Ha-Sung Kim hit a one-out double. He went to third base on a ground out from Juan Soto. Manny Machado walked. Xander Bogarts walked. Jake Cronenworth was due up next. But Fernando Tatis Jr., not in today's starting lineup after twisting his ankle last night, was the pin shitter with the bases loaded.
3: Here's the 1-1 pitch. Fernando hits it on the ground to the left side. That'll go into left field in a base hit. Kim is scored. Machado's on his way. Schwarber's throw to the plate is not in time, and Fernando comes through. A pinch hit, two-run single, and it's 5-5 here in the eighth. Padres showing some fight.
0: A big-time clutch hit for Fernando Tatis Jr. Padres still had runners on first and third with two men away. Phillies went to Junior Marte to face Gary Sanchez, who grounded out to end the inning. So we were taught at 5-5. Nick Martinez pitched a 1-2-3 eighth inning. In the ninth inning, Craig Kimbrell pitched a perfect inning. Nick Martinez did the same in the bottom half. We went to the 10th inning. Padres entered today and 8 in extra inning games this season. Trent Grisham was the Padres' automatic runner in the 10th. Matt Strom on the mound. A passed ball on J.T. Realmutso sent Grisham to third base. Hassan Kim then struck out. Juan Soto was next.
3: One and one to Soto. Here's the pitch from Strom. That's missiled in the air out towards left center. Rojas over and back. He makes the catch. Grisham will tag. He'll come in to score a sacrifice fly. And the Padres are back in front. It's 6-5 to five in the 10th.
0: But that's all the Padres would get in the 10th inning. Would that one run stand up? Well, Josh Hader entered for the bottom half of the 10th inning. Johan Rojas was the Phillies' automatic runner. Hader struck out Kyle Schwarber, got a ground out to the right side from Trey Turner. That sent Rojas to third base. So, Padres were one out away from their first extra inning win of the season. All that stood between the Padres and that win was Mr. Bryce Harper.
3: Here's the next pitch, and that's it in the air to center field. Grisham charging, and it gets down for a base hit. Line drive single from Bryce Harper to tie the game. 6-6 here in the 10th.
0: Hitter would hit J.T. Real Muto with a pitch, but he got out of the inning. So he we went to the 11th inning, still tied at 6. Padres' automatic runner was Xander Bogarts. Fernando Tatis Jr. grounded out to short. Bogarts went to 3rd, but then Gary Sanchez lined out to shortstop. Great diving play from Trey Turner with the infield in. Matt Carpenter grounded out to end the inning. Bottom 11, still tied at 6. Bryson Stott was the Phillies' automatic runner. Brandon Marsh led off.
3: First pitch on the way, and a bunt back towards the mound. Picked up by Sanchez. He slips, throws to third, and in time! Oh, what a play by Gary Sanchez. He lost his footing on the dirt in front of home plate, and while falling down, he threw to third base and cut down Bryson Stott trying to go second to third. There will be no challenge.
0: Alec Boehm singled to send Marsh to second base, so the winning run in scoring position, Nick Castellanos pinch hit for Derek Hall.
3: First pitch from Hill is a ground ball, kicks off the mound, goes to Bogarts. Underhand flip, Kim, on to first in time. And Timmy, two outs, does it again. An inning-ending double play here in the 11th, and we will play on in Philadelphia.
0: So the Padres' bullpen keeping it tied. We went to the 12th inning game still tied at six Padres went down one two three against Jeff Hoffman with that automatic runner on second and then third base so we went bottom 12 still tied at six Edmundo Soso was the Phillies automatic runner he was bunted over to third base by Johan Rojas so the winning run 90 feet away the leadoff man Kyle Schwarber dug in against Tim Hill
3: he said here's the pitch Schwarber swings lines it towards left center Soto backing up he'll make the catch Sosa tags, throw home, no chance. A sack fly, and a 12-inning win for the Phillies. Well struck by Kyle Schwarber to left field. Soto did everything possible, but it was always going to be deep enough to get the job
0: done. And that was the ball game. The final score, Philly 7, Padres 6. Kyle Schwarber tormenting the Padres throughout the last couple of days. Home runs in both ends of the day. At a home run today. And what did you know it, the RBI to win the game as the Phillies win it in 12 innings. Padres with the defeat dropped to 44 and 50. Phillies pick up their 51st win of the season. They're now 51 and 42. And the Padres somehow, someway dropped to 0 and 9 in extra inning games. Hard to believe. Let's go back to Philadelphia. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin.
2: Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. I think
4: there should be some room there for kind of stare at the light.
2: Well, that's what, what I like said.
5: It. I said there's got to be a little common sense. It's not that easy in a situation like that to just, you know, keep your eyes on the pitcher because there's a lot going on.
4: Even him. Uh, Odor losing that truck, getting that disadvantage. You guys didn't have a hit in extra innings. Uh, it's kind of been a theme in extra innings. It, it didn't mean? cost us the game. It didn't cost us the game. So,
5: you know, we had a run in the first one. We didn't after that. We have to be better at that. That's why our record is the way it is in in uh, extra inning games.
4: Just think of the defense today, really, especially early in the game and then Gary's play. How much different might it have been if your defense hadn't been as good as it was?
5: Well, it would have been a different game, and those type of things keep you in games. So it's just you know, unfortunate the, that we couldn't push, a, push across another run or two. Did you know the whole day
4: for sure that Tatis was going to be able to go at some point?
5: Yeah, it was going to be late, um, but trying to get the right situation for him.
4: Did you know they weren't going to bring in the righty because he wasn't ready at that point? or
5: I, It wouldn't have mattered. I mean, but there was no way he was going to be ready for that. Lugo was dominating. Yeah. And what happened after that? It just happened in a hurry. You know, they, they have a way of putting some pressure on you and getting some key hits. So that, you know, I'm counting. We had some obviously some, some guys down today, and, you know, at that point in time when he went out, I'm thinking maybe seven, and they put together a big inning on
4: him. How tough is that lineup to face over? I, mean, I mean, it seems hard for comes through most of the time in those type of moments.
5: It is, it's, you know, the middle of the order guys are, you know, they got a deep team regardless, you know, with Stott and the guys down at the, the bottom of the lineup, but so there's no real break. It's not like, you know, you have to go hard at one point in the lineup and and have a little break at the end. They can match up a little bit at the bottom and obviously the guys at the top starting at Schwarber, you know, it's a really good team.
0: That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Philadelphia following this 7-6 defeat to the Philadelphia Phillies in 12 innings. What Bob Melvin was talking about at the very start there, we missed the the first part of the question. He was talking about the automatic strike uh, to Rugnid Odor. Look, it was unfortunate. I don't know what happened looking at the TV replay and trying to sort it out myself. But like Bob Melvin said, and credit to him, he said it didn't cost us the game, and it didn't. That was not the issue in this game here today. We'll dive a little bit deeper into the offense because I thought it was interesting, the question there, talking about the Phillies lineup and the Padres lineup, what the big guys did in the lineup for both these teams today. We're going to do a little comparison because that was a major factor in this game here today. But before we go to break, I guess my overall thought here. For as much talk as there's been about the Padres' bullpen struggling, and they have. Here today, Tom Cosgrove comes in. He does struggle early in the outing after replacing Lugo, gives up a single, walks two in a row to walk in a run. But after that, Cosgrove ends up getting out of that inning, putting together a 1-2-3 seventh inning. So good for Tom Cosgrove, the rookie, found himself quickly after faltering early on in his outing. Nick Martinez, two scoreless innings. Josh Hader, yes, gave up the base hit to Harper, couldn't shut the door, but that's all he gave up. Tim Hill, a scoreless 11th inning, and obviously gave up the sack fly to end the game on the Schwarber uh, sack fly. But, hey, I mean, the bullpen did a much better job in this game. And like I said earlier, the number you need to know, the piece of information you need to know, Padres didn't have a hit in the 9th inning, the 10th inning, the 11th inning, or the 12th inning, they had 10 plate appearances in extras, did not have a base hit. Their last nine plate appearances with runners in scoring position in this game, they did not have a base hit. That's why the Padres lost this game, in my mind, here today. They did have the sack fly from Soto in the 10th inning, but nine plate appearances to end the game. The last nine that they had a runner in scoring position in, they did not have a hit, and in spots where a hit could win you the game. Final score, Philly 7, Padres 6 in 12. We'll come back, may have some additional audio coming from the clubhouse as we wrap this one up on the Padres Radio Network. Postgame game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score the Phillies 7 and the Padres 6 in 12 innings. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios good to have you with us on this Sunday evening as the Padres lose another extra inning game. They drop to 0-9 in extras this season hard to believe but that is where they are and the Padres drop to 44 and 50 on the year. Phillies improved to 51 and 42. We'll hear more from uh, the Padres Clubhouse coming up in just a little bit, working on getting some audio for you uh, for Manny Machado and uh, possibly Seth Lugo as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, First, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game.
2: Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from Traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware
0: our ace pitcher of the game zach wheeler really settled in gave up the three runs early through the first five but found a way at the end of the day seven innings three earned runs given up five hits walk nobody struck out seven one hundred and one pitches for wheeler gave up that leadoff home run to kim home run to bogarts in the fourth inning and aside from that really was very good in this game picks up the no decision but zach wheeler doing what a great starting pitcher does and finding his way through after some early trouble so zach wheeler our ace pitcher of the game seven innings three earned runs given up the no decision for wheeler same thing for Seth Lugo more on Lugo coming up a little bit later in our post-game coverage all right let's go back to Philadelphia hear a little bit of post-game reaction from Padres third baseman Manny Machado
4: how many times did you guys feel like you guys were close to finally kind of breaking the O&A extras just uh, the way the game was about what it is yeah yeah Yeah, I have no idea what it is we don't we don't really care um you know we care about the losses and we lose, uh, whatever the record is, it is. But, um, you know, we're just trying to go out there and fight and try to win a ball game. You know, we were, we're down. You know, they came in, scored a couple of runs. Um, you know, we came back and tied the game in the late innings there. And, and we would take the lead in the extra innings and, you know, just keep fighting. Uh, you know, just continue doing that.
0: That was Manny Machado from the clubhouse after the game. And, look, very similar to what we heard from Manny yesterday in the sense of, you know, staying positive. Um... I guess Manny didn't know that the Padres are (laughs) 0-9 in extra inning games. Now, why would he? I mean, uh, you know, he's just trying to win games. I understand that. But it is what it is. They are 0-9 in extra inning games, and it's hard to believe. And, again, when you look at this game, and I've now said it a few times, not trying to be a broken record or sound like a broken record here, but execution in extra inning games. I mean, not having a hit in the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, not going to get it done you're you're just not going to win close games like that in general not going to win extra inning games like that i mean the close games continue to be just a, a major major issue after this one here today padres on the year 0 and 9 in extras they are 5 and 16 in one run games 16 and 29 in one or two run games so the close games continue to be an issue and how do you win close games well bullpen is one way to win them Certainly a big part of it. The other is you need execution late in games. In scenarios with runners in scoring position, quote-unquote late and close situations offensively. And as we know, I don't want to even get into the numbers with runners in scoring position on the year. The late and close situations, we've been over it a million times. But those numbers on the whole this year for the Padres, not where they need to be in order for the Padres to have a better record than 44 and 50. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more of our nightly awards. We'll also uh, squeeze in a phone call or two if you want to get it in, 833-288-0973, the phone number. Final score in 12, Philly 7, Padres 6, on the Padres Radio Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. Post postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in 12 innings, the Phillies 7 and the Padres 6. Sam it with you inside our San Diego studios as the Padres drop 3 of 4 to the Philadelphia Phillies. Padres winning on Friday, losing 2 in yesterday's doubleheader and losing a really, really, really tough one. Here on this Sunday, Padres down 5-3 in this game. That was after they took a 3-0 lead. Phillies then scoring one in the fifth inning, a four-run sixth inning. Padres getting an enormous, at the time, two-run pin-shit RBI single from Fernando Tatis Jr., who wasn't in the starting lineup today, dealing with that twisted ankle from yesterday. But you know what? Fernando is one heck of a player, isn't he? And he has a knack for coming up. Big in big situations. And he did it in that eighth inning, two run single to tie the game. But then after that, and here was the problem in this game, Padres did not have another base hit in this ball game after that that was the problem and uh, the Padres fall seven to six to the Phillies Padres did have a lead in the 10th inning they led six to five Josh Hader got within a single out of ending the game but then Bryce Harper that guy's pretty good too had a base hit to tie the game off Hader tied it at six Hader got out of the inning scoreless. 11th inning for both teams and then in the 12th inning Padres didn't score Phillies got one on the Kyle Schwarber sack fly to win the game all right, we'll hear from Seth Lugo, today's starting pitcher, in just a minute. So stay tuned for that. We'll go back to Philadelphia, hear some post-game reaction. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game.
2: Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game. In support of the Jacobs & Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit
0: sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we're going to go with the Padres side of things. Nick Martinez, really good in this ball game. Two scoreless innings, six up, six down in the eighth and the ninth. We know for Martinez, he's had his struggles over the course of the last handful of weeks, but did a really good job in this game. Kept it a tie game in both the eighth and the eighth. In the ninth inning, six up, six down. A grand total of 21 pitches through two innings. Really good job by Nick Martinez. So we'll stay in the Padres' bullpen for this one. Nick Martinez, our relief pitcher of the game. The starting pitcher for the Padres today was Seth Lugo. This was a weird outing for Seth Lugo. It really was because he started the game, I thought, really in a groove. Four scoreless innings, Padres had a 3-0 lead early, gives up the leadoff home runs of Bryson Stott in the fifth inning. That makes it 3-1. And then you could just tell in that sixth inning, the command for Lugo, and you even saw it a bit in the fifth, it just wasn't there, the command he had early on. And in that sixth inning, it started with a strikeout, actually, and then... The home run by Schwarber made it 3-2. to Infield single for Trey Turner. RBI double for Bryce Harper. That made it a 3-3 game. The two-run double... For GT Real Muto, uh, made it a 4-3 Phillies lead. Lugo then came out. Cosgrove would eventually give up a hit, walk a couple of batters. That run was charged against Lugo when Cosgrove issued the walk with the bases loaded. So Lugo's final line, five innings and a third, five earned runs given up in a game where he started four scoreless innings. That's why it was an odd outing for Lugo. Started really well. Did not finish all that well. 92 total pitches for Seth Lugo here today. Let's go back to Philadelphia. Hear from today's starting pitcher, Seth Lugo. The first four innings, you were know, down. Right? One was working, and then after that,
2: you kind of lost it. What happened?
4: Um, well, you know, uh, I made some good pitches early on. Um, I think uh, a little later in the game, fell behind a couple of hitters. And I had to challenge guys and uh, you know, made a couple of mistakes, and they hit them. Are you watching this game, sir? I mean, it was the defense early on while you were in the game, there was some incredible plays. You guys battled back after losing the league. Are you thinking that, say, si, this is the one, we are going to win in extra innings and, and things are going to be different in this game? Was there feeling like that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I thought we were going to pull out uh, Debbie tonight. But, um, you know, uh, like you said, you know, play great defense. Uh, you know, put together some good at-bats. But, yeah, weren't able to finish it. What did you think of some of the plays that Corner with me? Uh, you know, I love having him out on defense. He's a you know, hella defender, so any uh, time ball's hit his way, I know he's going to catch it, so, you know, love having him out there. This lineup that they have is pretty stacked. so he's' doesn't give you any breaks. Uh, the Top four there, like, uh, among the guys you faced this year, like, where does this lineup break? Like was, well, uh, you know, it's a good squad. Uh you know, I feel like uh, you know one thing they're good at is uh, not missing mistakes, and um, you know I made a couple mistakes, and you know I paid the price for it. But uh, you know, um, as far as this league goes, I mean that's that's how the better players are, and uh, you know hopefully you can execute pitches more than you make mistakes, and then you should come on top most of the time.
0: That was Seth Lugo, today's starting pitcher for the Padres from the clubhouse in Philadelphia. You heard Lugo talk about the Phillies lineup, and I got to tell you. I know the Phillies are still on the outside, looking in as of today. Although right in the mix uh, in the postseason race right now, and it is only mid-July. I know they're, uh, you know, they got off to a tough start, but this lineup for Philadelphia—I mean, when they're going right, this is a dangerous group: Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Real Muto, Castellanos, Stott, Boehm. It's a good lineup. It really, really is. And take a look at the top six in each lineup here today. The top six for the Philly, Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Realmuto Muto, Stott, and Marsh. They had a combined nine hits, two home runs, six RBIs in this game. The top six for the Padres lineup here today. And this is not including, I'm not including the two-run single for Fernando Tatis Jr. He pinch hit. But the top six in the starting lineup, Kim, Soto, Machado, Bogarts, Cronenworth, and Sanchez They had four hits. Now, two of them were home runs, solo home runs by Kim and Bogarts, and only a combined three RBIs between those six, not, again, including the pinch hit by Tatis later in the game. So when you look at the difference in this game, and especially in the middle part of the lineup for the Padres, the run production, driving in runs, a huge difference in this game. I mean, look, Soto, Machado, and Bogarts, they went a combined one for 11 in this game You want to expand out a little bit, Soto, Machado, Bogarts, and Cronenworth win a combined 1-14 for in this game. So if you want to zoom out, we've talked about it so many times, but the Padres simply go, notwithstanding what the bullpen does, notwithstanding what the starting rotation does, they simply go as their stars go. And that is what will lead the Padres back into this postseason race, their stars. And one, for what did I just say, 14 combined between Soto, Machado, Bogarts, and Cronenworth. It's not enough. Not going to be enough on most nights. And, again, you look at that number right there. That tells a lot of the story in this game. I mean, even early on, not to pile on, but, you know, Juan Soto came up. Runner on second base in the third, two outs, struck out looking. Runner on second base in the fifth, two outs, struck out looking um, did have the sack fly in the 10th inning came up, I'm trying to get my, uh, scorebook in order here, came up in the eighth inning runner on second base, didn't get him in. So he had three opportunities now in that eighth inning to ended up getting that run in, but three opportunities in this game with a runner on second base and could not find that base hit to drive in a run. Every run's important. Every hit with runners in scoring position is critically important, and the Padres as a whole here today went 2-for-16 with runners in scoring position in a grand total of 12 innings, and that was certainly part of the difference here today. All right, let's uh, give out some more of our daily awards. Let's tell you about our player of the game.
2: Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit ValleyViewCasino.com today. Our player of the game
0: could really go a number of different ways for the Phillies today, but you know what? We're making history here on the Padres Radio Network because I don't think we've ever had three straight games that one guy has been our player of the game in a row. Now, it's not a Padre. It's going to be a Philly. But I'm giving it to Kyle Schwarber. I am. It could go a lot of different ways with this today. I mean, Harper had a huge base hit. Yomuzo earlier in the game had a huge base hit. But Schwarber hits the home run in the sixth inning, his third in as many games really hurt the Padres with the home run ball in this series, and then had the sack fly in the 12th inning to win it. So, hey, a game where teams are desperately trying to score runs and extras. A situation where one run wins it, he delivers, does what he needs to do. Kyle Schwarber, our player of the game. The home run for Schwarber, by the way, that was his 25th of the season. It's a really interesting year for Schwarber. He has 25 home runs. He's batting only 189, but He's so dangerous. I mean, with Schwarber, it's so interesting. I mean, when he's at the plate, do you feel like he's a 189 hitter? Does it feel like that? No, it just sort of feels like a guy that if you make a mistake, he'll hit it 400-something feet. And he hit three home runs, one in every game of this series from yesterday into today. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back, add a town scoreboard, squeeze a couple of phone calls in, uh, give you our play of the game, wrap things up after a long day of baseball, long weekend of baseball here on the Padres Radio Network. Post game show continues here on the Padres radio network. Final score in Philadelphia the Phillies seven and the Padres six in 12 innings. I is a great song, really is. Speaking of music, I had plans for tonight. <laughs> our board, our, our studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, uh, Marchese, starts laughing. I'm laughing now, too. I did have plans tonight, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think they would be in jeopardy based on a 10.35 a.m. scheduled first pitch, but what do you know when it's 6 o'clock? I'm still on the air, but I think I'm still going to try to get there. I was planning, if you must know, I was planning, if you must know, like anybody asked me, I was planning on going to uh, the Slightly Stupid concert at, uh, at Petco Park. Still may go. We'll see. Um, I think it's already started technically, but there are a lot of acts throughout the evening. So uh, we'll see. I may get over there. I'm not really dressed for it because, again, I thought I'd have time to go home and change and kind of reset. So if you're heading over to the concert, maybe you're on the car, in the car, on the way to the concert right now. You may see me there. If you see me there, come say hello. I don't know that I'm going, though. We'll see. I didn't think it would be an issue, but here we are, 6 p.m., and I'm going to be late to the concert, but we'll see if I get there. Anyway, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard.
2: Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San
0: Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday everything's gone final except for one game sunday night baseball in anaheim right now angels leading the astros three to one in the fifth inning everything else has gone final giants leading the pirates should say beat the pirates earlier today eight to four in pittsburgh in ten white Sox beat the braves eight one in atlanta orioles over the marlins five to four in baltimore anthony santander a home run in that game Blue Jays beat the Diamondbacks. They were swept in Toronto. The D-backs were. That's where the Padres are going next to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. Seven to five, the final score in that one. Denny Jansen, a three run double in that game for Toronto. Brewers beat the Reds four to three in Cincinnati. Royals over the Rays eight to four in Kansas City. Drew Waters, a home run in that one for Kansas City. Cardinals beat the Nationals eight to four in St. Louis. Paul Goldschmidt, a home run in that game for the Cardinals. Red Sox beat the Cubs 11-5 in Chicago. Masataka Yoshida, a grand slam in that game at Wrigley Field. It was the Rangers over the Guardians 6-5 in Arlington. Rangers trailed 5-2 in that game. They scored 4 in the 8th inning to rally and win it. Rockies beat the Yankees 8-7 in Colorado. Allen Trejo, a walk-off home run in the bottom half of the 11th inning. Rockies win 2-3 from the Yankees. And, in fact, today was the first time in Yankee history that they had two two two-run leads in the eighth inning or later and lost the game. First time in Yankee history that's happened. Probably no uh, coincidence. Coors Field is a place where it happens. Good win for the Rockies earlier today. Twins beat the A's 5-4 in Oakland. Mariners over the Tigers 2-0 in Seattle. Cal Raleigh a home run in that game. Mets beat the Dodgers 2-1 in 10 at Citi Field in New York. Luis Guillorme a walk-off hit in that game. It snaps the Mets' four-game losing streak as they salvage the finale of that three-game series against the L.A. Dodgers. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday around the major leagues. All right, let's uh, quickly just squeeze in a couple of phone calls before we get out of here. We'll tell you about our play of the game in a second as well, but uh, we'll get through a couple of calls here, people that have been waiting on hold for a little bit. Let's lead things off with Pat in North County calling in. Hi, Pat, how are you? Pat, it didn't sound like you were ready there, so I'm going to give you one more chance here. Pat, how are you? You You're on the radio. Hello, Pat? Oh, hi. I'm sorry, I'm just checking out at the grocery store right here on
6: yeah i was going to say that i think out of their losing streak here today's game was the best one they had um and i think that they did well with the pitching how they um so we're approved right yeah awesome um you got the flowers over here so so yeah i don't know um today wasn't really like an upset like when i kind of look at it like it okay. seems more uh thank you sorry i was just uh got the high five oh Oh, was one really hunting
1: okay
0: all right pat i think we get the point thank you very much <laughs> pat was on hold for a while apparently pat had to go to the grocery store that's okay pat i think the i get the point of your uh phone call uh look yes they showed fight There's no doubt about it, but look where they're at here on July 16th. Now six games below 500. Fight's not enough. I mean, you've got to win these games. You've got to execute with runners in scoring position. You've got to have a hit in the ninth, the 10th, the 11th, or the 12th. I mean, these are things you must do to win games like this. So, look, uh, you know, if it were two months ago, a month and a half ago, Even going back to that series in Cincinnati, yeah, I I would have probably sat here and said, and I did at the time, saying, you know what? There are good things to pull away from a game like this. I'm sorry, Pat. Here on July 16th, you can't do that anymore. Like Jesse and Tony alluded to late in the game, in the wrap-up there, uh, which was a while ago at this point, but they alluded to it. I mean, it's it's getting late early. I mean, you're at a point in the year, the trade deadline's looming two weeks away. This team... You thought had momentum heading into the all-star break. You thought picked up right where they left off on Friday. But, again, it's the one-step-forward, two-step-back thing we've talked about all year. And this ended up being a bad series. Three out of four losing against the Phillies. And the way things went down yesterday and today, I'm sorry. There's there's just no moral victories right now. Um with the expectations the Padres had and where they are here in mid-July. There's just not. I would love to sit here and say there there are. I said it. I mean, look, people got on me early in the season for saying it's early, for being positive, for saying I think the run's going to come all of it. Well, here on July 16th, I mean, I I can't sit here and say that. It's about wins and losses right now. And by the way, to go on the kind of run they need to go on, you can't lose games like today. You can't lose games like Game One of the doubleheader yesterday. You just can't. You can't because if if you don't win those games, if you don't win close games, winnable games, really in general, the type of run they need to go on right now, you have to win these types of games. You just have to. It's the only way you'll you'll get to that record and get to the number of wins you got to get to. Let's go to Guy, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Guy. You're on the post game show with Sam Levitt. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I'll tell you what they have been really, really um, losing a lot and i I'm I've been trying to have them win, but they have been losing a lot and so i you know i i I agree with everything because they they've been doing real well right now they're not doing too well.
0: All right, Guy, well, look, uh, you know, yeah, the losses have piled up, 50 losses here on July 16th. I mean, you know, uh, they were doing well for a little bit. I mean, they did win six out of seven after Friday. I'll admit, on Friday, the tone of our postgame on Friday was way different, and I think rightfully so because the way I viewed it after Friday's game was this. You had went into the all-star break with some momentum. You picked up right where you left off offensively on Friday with four home runs, good starting pitching. You felt like you were set up really nicely for the rest of this weekend, but this has been the way the season has gone. It's been one step forward, two steps back. It's been a team that can't sustain that winning baseball for extended stretches. It just is what it is. Is it going to turn around? Can they do it at some point here in the final 60-plus games of the season? I hope so, but... Getting late here in the midsummer. It is. So, um, you know, look, guy, they've been playing well, but <laughs> it, it certainly feels like all of that was erased with what happened uh, in the last 24 to 36 hours with the doubleheader yesterday and the uh, game here today. All right, let's go to Jaime, who's calling in from Chula Vista. What's up? Hello? You're on the radio. All right, we've lost uh, Jaime. All right, so we had a one drop call. And uh, we had one caller at the grocery store. Here's what I would say. If you are waiting on hold, I would say just try to wait off and go to the grocery store. Although that was funny. You know what? You can walk around the grocery store and make a call to the post game show. Actually, I take that back. You can go to the grocery store. Just be ready when I call on you. That's all I'm asking. Don't be checking out, because then things get tricky. We're hearing beeps. We're hearing conversations with cashiers. Uh, Don't do that. But you can go food shopping. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. All right, let's finish up with our play of the game.
2: What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the Play of the Game, presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration, because we know how.
0: Our play of the game will spare you from having to hear it again because it wasn't fun. But it's got to be Kyle Schwarber's walk-off sack fly, right? In the 12th inning, 6-6 tie. Schwarber wins it with the sack fly, executes in an important situation, and that's our play of the game. The Kyle Schwarber sack fly, his second RBI of the day, gives the Phillies a 7-6 to win. All right, let's, uh, you know what, let's uh, finish up here. We th- I think we have Jaime in Chula Vista uh, calling in once again. All right, Jaime in Chula Vista, you're on the radio right now, live here on the post-game show. What's up?
6: Hey, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it looked a little promising on the first game on Friday and then fell short again three games in a row. You know, I hear all this talk about, like, you know, what should they be doing? You know what I think they should be doing? They should be spending every freaking possible dime they have to make this team the team that we need to, to get up to the playoffs. We spend a whole lot of money already now, and we're going to, like, oh, we're going to start trading people away. No, no, no. Go get the pieces you need. Mm. Better set up guys in the bullpen, a real legitimate catcher that we're still not there. Like you said, maybe another starting pitcher, but but for all that talk, like oh maybe let's trade Soto, oh let's trade Snell or Hater. No, you know what? We spent way too much money, and a lot of my money because I'm a season ticket holder. <laughs> for us to just say, well maybe it's time to no, it's, yeah. it's time to go after it. Yeah. Keep going after it and 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 try to win now. Listen, I've been a fan since '78 that I remember as a kid, and we've never had a moment. So this whole – no, no, the moment is now. Mm. Now is the moment to try to go get it, and I don't care whatever it takes. I'm tired of the excuses. Mm. It's, it's, it's time to buckle. Listen, I have no confidence in this team when you're down in the eighth or the ninth or an in extra innings that we're going to come through. I just don't believe it. I don't. I haven't seen it all season. They don't have that 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 thing they had last season. We just I mean, we can't win an extra innings for our life, and God forbid we – you know, we have even a three-run lead because the really good teams are going to find a way to win, and we just don't seem to have that. We just can't finish teams off. I mean, we had to leave the last three games, and we gave it up every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it just, it's just it's, it's frustrating as heck as a, as a fan. And, you know, I, I, I put my money where my mouth is. I have to use tickets, and I spent a whole lot of money on that. So for me it's like no, go find whatever you need. I don't care what it takes. Mm. I don't care you know the future. We we need to win one. We've never had one in San Diego.
0: Yeah may,
6: last year and it got away
0: yeah hi may. I'm I'm gonna jump in here. Thank you and appreciate the call and and appreciate your passion. look, um I mean <laughs> this is a ball club that has spent a lot of money, okay. If I were a betting man right now, I I still think this is a team that probably tries to add on the edges at the trade deadline. But here's the problem, Jaime. I don't think in the immediate right now, in in this season here on July 16th, number one, money's not fixing any of your issues, okay? They're spending a lot of money. Now, in the offseason, when... They have money to spend when certain guys come off the payroll. Could that money be better allocated to players that will perform better next season? Yeah, could be the case. I think what you're alluding to is the trades deadline and this idea of seeing where they are on July 30-whatever, uh, 20-whatever, I should say, but August 1st. Look, they're going to have a decision to make unless this team goes on a tear over the next couple of weeks, the decision the Padres are going to have to make is what do they want to do with the trades deadline? It's funny. We talked about this during the rain delay a bunch. What do they want to do? What is the threshold for truly believing that you're in it as far as a postseason race? What is in it? What is out of it? Are you realistically going to be able to make a run? I don't know what the answer to that question is. How much do the expectations on this team? The payroll, all of it, how much does that play a factor? If you don't feel like you're close enough, are you willing to part ways with players on expiring contracts, like a snail, like a hater? I mean, I think it would be crazy to even think about trading Juan Soto, but are you at a point where you want to retool in that way? Look, these are all if the Padres don't play significantly better in the next couple of weeks, these are all going to be legitimate questions. They have to answer at the trade deadline. Look, from what I've heard, I still don't think that's what happens. I think, if anything, they more stand pat. They more try to add some pieces. But from the emotional standpoint, Jaime, and this is where I'll end it, just on your call, I get it. I really do. As somebody who talks about each and every game, I'm here every single day talking about the Padres. Every single night. I understand that you look at this team and you say, we've spent all this money. We have the stars here. We have the talent here that hypothetically should be able to go out and compete for a World Series title. We can't just sell on that. I get it. But there is going to be a line where you have to not be emotional about it and be a little bit more pragmatic about it, depending on where they are in a couple of weeks. I've really tried to avoid here on the postgame shows, having the real conversation about, okay, what do you do? Because I always felt like the way they're playing at the deadline, where they are, and I don't know what that threshold is. I don't know if it's five games out, six games out, seven games out, whatever. Not totally sure what the threshold is, but it's the decision you make when you kind of get there. Because I don't think anything's going to happen here in the next week and a half. As we get towards July 30th, August 1st, yeah, it's going to start becoming real. And look, the Padres, this team, the roster right now, they've been given the opportunity to show this front office that there's no reason to sell off any pieces. There's no reason to sell at all. There's reason to buy, to add on. But to this point of the year, here's where they are on July 16th, 44 and 50. So I understand the emotional part of it. I, I do, because I think with the expectations, I think a I think there are fans out there that look at it and say, we're already here with the money that's been spent, the players that are here. Let's hope there's a run and help this team go on that run. But there is going to be a different way of thinking about it, depending on where you are in a couple of weeks. And I understand that. And I think both ways of thinking are fair in their own ways. That's where we'll uh, leave the conversation here tonight. It is another beautiful day for a ball game. And Military Sunday at that, San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud partners of the Padres and supporters of San Diego's military community. Thank you to all military members for your incredible service. All right, off day tomorrow. And then the road trip continues On Tuesday in Toronto, six more games remaining on this road trip. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against the Blue Jays in Toronto. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Tigers in Detroit. Looking ahead to Tuesday. Good pitching matchup. Alec Manoa on the mound for the Blue Jays. He's had a very interesting year so far. We'll talk plenty more about him in the pregame on Tuesday. Joe Musgrove on the mound for San Diego. First pitch on Tuesday in Toronto at 4.07 p.m. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 3.07 from here inside our San Diego studios. Taking a look at the final totals here today in Philadelphia. In 12 innings, the Phillies, 7 runs, 10 hits, 1 error. They left on 7. For the Padres, 6 runs, 7 hits, no errors. They left on 7 as well. Winning pitcher in this game, Jeff Hoffman, who improves to 3-1. and Losing pitcher was Tim Hill, who drops to 1-4. and Time of game, 3 hours and 30 minutes. We did have a 2-hour and 56-minute rain delay before first pitch. And the crowd at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, 37,204. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator today, Frank Marchese, hanging with me all day long. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score in 12 the Phillies 7, and the Padres 6. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on the Padres Radio Network.